And thank you, Scott and Barbara, for sharing with us those readings of the Lord. And I'll invite you also to join with me in an outline. If you want to follow along, take some notes or on, on the back table. And you can feel free to get up not right now if you want to get one. I'm not going to bother me. But if you'd like one, take some notes today. On, on the celebration of Epiphany, ah, what a joyful time of the, of the year for us as Christians, Gentiles, to know that we are included in the plan of salvation that the Lord God has made known. He's made his epiphany, to put it into a verb form. He's epiphanized himself here among us in the light of his salvation, which is is Jesus. Epiphany is marked by the account of the Magi coming from the east, following the star that the Lord had provided for them, and coming to the promised land, the land of Israel, encountering uh, the, the uh, religious leaders, Herod, their political king, and then finally finding Jesus, Mary and Joseph, there in Bethlehem. We hear about this this morning in the, the word of the Lord, talking about what an epiphany is. And so, so keep this in mind as we go through this, this word of the Lord in Matthew. An epiphany is the revealing of something for a more or a deeper or a greater purpose. So that something might be accomplished. It's not just for knowledge or information sake. It's particularly, as the Lord uses this, so that something might be accomplished of something that's being made known for a purpose. So let's hear the word of the Lord as it works through that, that sense of having the celebration of the epiphany of our Lord among us. So behold, Matthew tells us, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come now to worship him. Behold, Matthew is given that word by the Spirit to look specifically. And the Spirit says it, saying to us in this gospel account, Look, these magi are going to reveal spiritual truths for us as they make their way from the east to, ultimately, Bethlehem. For the Lord God is doing something among us for a purpose, so that there's, uh, there's a plan made known to human beings. And, and he's doing this through these magi. So, this account of the magi coming to visit Jesus, following his birth, in that time frame, could be anywhere from Weeks, months, could be up to two years. We don't know, really know when those, those magi came. Those magi uh, are for a purpose, not just part of the, uh, you know, the, the, the cute Christmas account. There's a real purpose here that the Lord has brought these Gentile foreigners before the very cradle of our Lord. These magi will mark for us as Gohim. We who are initially outside of the promises of the Lord God to his people Israel. But as the Lord God has promised that he would send his son, the light of the world, the Savior, for all people, Israel and us Gentiles, that we would be included then in his grace and goodness and his plan of salvation. But there's some unique things about this Magi that mark their lives as it does us as well. We who are once outside of God's salvation because of our sinfulness, here's some things that mark them. Magi were often servants of rulers who oppressed the people of Israel. 
And yet, they would be welcomed as guests in the very house of God's son in Bethlehem. These magi did not worship the God of Israel, but they would. They would bow down and worship him. And these magi were in league with the supernatural power in their own culture and society that opposed the one true God, but in the end, these magi would open their treasures before the very Son of God. There's a lot of truth about these magi that we also can relate to in our lives, broken, sinful human beings, now in God's grace, but once not in that. In fact, here in these magi, the Lord would even use this message of salvation as they go to visit one of the most vicious and ferocious leaders of all human history, Herod, this despot who was ruling over Israel at that time. Terrible, terrible human being as far as marking it as in morals and ethics and how he, how he ruled. But yet here in this one of Herod, so too the purpose of the Messiah would be made known. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, okay, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, they asked him where the Messiah was to be born. Messiah, anointed one. We know it in the English uh, as Christ, coming from the Greek, Christos. Jesus, the anointed one, the Christ, the Mashiach. This is only the second time in the Gospel of Matthew that this title is used of Jesus. The first time is used in his genealogy as, as Matthew lists the coming of the Messiah. But here, Herod and the religious leaders acknowledge that the Messiah would come from Bethlehem. Oh. Even these outside of God's salvation at that point in time, they had rejected uh, the, the salvation that was known in the coming of the Messiah. They recognized that he'd be born in Bethlehem. And what that reveals for us is God's purpose, plan, giving to us a little insight into our situation as human beings. Isaiah talked about it this way. Darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. That idea of darkness as opposed to light is an idea that's, that's put out before us as God's people throughout the scriptures. And darkness often representing our sin, our sinfulness, death, the curse of judgment over us, and light, as juxtaposed to darkness, is the, is the salvation, the hope, the, the forgiveness, the, the coming and working of the Lord God, now here, made known in the child of Bethlehem. It's the revealing of something for a more, a deeper, a greater purpose, so that something might be accomplished. And what is that? That's being accomplished in the epiphany of our Lord, but the revealing of our desperate situation. Outside of his epiphany, outside of the light of salvation coming into our darkness, we are without hope. We're desperate in our brokenness. The revealing for a more deeper and greater purpose of moving us then out of that darkness and into his light, the light of our salvation, so that we might know that he's accomplished for us our salvation. We're saved, in other words. This is the purpose of the Lord 
revealing, epiphanizing himself in his son Jesus among us for a purpose so that that purpose might be known of our salvation. And Isaiah goes on to say this, The Lord Almighty rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Thick darkness might cover the peoples, but here's what the Lord is doing. Right? He's working on our behalf. He's breaking into that darkness. He's rising upon us in his glory. And that glory appears over us in that one and only son of his, Jesus, the Messiah, Christos, the anointed one. In time and in space, in, in a place, God's purpose and plan for you and me was made known, revealed, epiphanized, and we behold the epiphany of our salvation. As those magi coming before the Lord Jesus to worship and offer him gifts with lives that are changed unto eternity in, the account, in, in encountering God's Son. It's the revealing of something for a more deeper and greater purpose so that something might be accomplished. This is why God sent his one and only Son. That his epiphany would be made known to us. The revealing of the Lord's grace that was given to, Paul would say, me. You would say, you. Put your name in there. That the Lord's grace was revealed to each one of us individually. People of all time, of all nations, to know the salvation of our God that they might know what we know today. Light has dawned, and the light of that salvation forgives us our sins. It brings us into an eternal relationship with our Heavenly Father that every day, every year, every moment, our lives are in Him. Hmm. Thanks be to God. The epiphany of our Lord for us as individuals. For, Paul again would go on in Ephesians 3, through the gospel... The Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body. Heirs. Everything that belongs in the promises of Israel through Jesus is ours too. And we're one in those promises of Israel. Now through Jesus, no longer called Gohim, Gentiles, but brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus with those promised people of Israel. All who know Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christos, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior, the epiphany of our Lord has dawned. So that, and Paul would summarize it this way, the Spirit wants us to know, so that, that we are sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus. And what is that promise? Well, there's the, there's the promise and then there's promises within that, right? There's the promise that we belong to him. And then within that promise, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Even if your first week of 2023 didn't really go so well, <laughs> he was with you. And he's bringing you to another week as we mark time. And he's promised to be with you here. That he forgives our sins. Those same sins that clutter our lives this last week. We've got a clean slate now to go in the power of that spirit and the light of Christ and walk in his ways. These promises that are over us of forgiveness. That no matter what befalls us, no matter what happens to us, no matter what may come, he's working things out for our good through those who love him like we do. The epiphany of our Lord given to us 
in that word of God, as we see with the Magi, behold, the star they had seen, look, look, look and see, these Magi, this is something for you to know, there's a spiritual truth going on here, that when they had seen it, it rose ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And there, before the child of Bethlehem, the Magi saw something, they experienced something, like we They know something, a revealing of something for a more and a deeper purpose so that something might be accomplished. The Lord is making himself known, an epiphany here. And what is that? For those magi, as we know too, that of something is a life changed. Don't you think their lives were changed as they met that babe of Bethlehem? Sure. And that they went home by another route, we're told. But when they went home... They had that gospel message in their hearts, on their lips, in their attitudes that had changed their lives. Because on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. Their lives were changed in that encounter of the good news. We, who do not recognize the God of Israel, we do now. We do now. And our life has been changed. The Spirit talks about putting off the old, putting on the new. So we have an opportunity again today, as the old has been taken off from us, forgiven, that the new now we're dressed in with the very holiness of Christ Jesus, your Savior. Your life is changed to go out into the world with the love of Jesus, your Savior. For there's a more deeper and a greater purpose, which is of a life honoring now that Savior you know. For the Magi, they bowed down and they worshipped him. And we, who were once servants of the enemy of the kingdom of God, now we honor Jesus with lives bowed down to him alone. Our knees bend to no one but Jesus Christ and his truth. And we maintain that truth in our teaching, our confessing, our preaching, our witness, our lives lived unto the Lord. No other one do we bow down to but Jesus Christ and him alone. So that something might be accomplished. And what's accomplished through you and me with lives changed like the Magi? We're a witness to the work of our Lord. These Magi, they opened their treasures. They presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. They offered to him these treasures that were part of their being. And we who are at one time in league with the supernatural power that opposed the one true God, so now it's our joy to serve him and him only, our lives as gifts of offering. Our lives as a gift of an offering to him. We're going to get really specific in this 2023 as we get specific with what are the gifts, the spiritual gifts, that the Lord God has given to me, that I might bear witness to him as his child. We're going to differentiate between what are uh, talents, and what are abilities, what are things that I've learned over a lifetime or uh, experience that I've honed some skills, and what are spiritual gifts. And how spiritual gifts, specifically, that God has given to you, allow you to bear witness not, not necessarily to the world, but within the church, the body of Christ, so that the body of Christ might be built up. We'll get specific with that this year, and we're looking forward to that as a, as a people. What the Lord can do 
as these gifts of his in us are laid down and opened before him for his purpose. Wow. The epiphany of our Lord. The account of the light of our salvation being given to us in Jesus of the babe of Bethlehem, whom we, 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 we recount with those magi coming from the east. Not just a, a simple little sweet account, but something of purpose and meaning and depth. Because our lives are changed encountering that one, the babe of Bethlehem. Let's pray. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, as you have made known, you've epiphanied among us. So the light of your salvation revealed in the one of Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, the child of Bethlehem. So like those magi, Heavenly Father, our lives reflect the change, the purpose, the reason why you have made yourself known. So that we might be yours, claimed in you for your eternity, even now as your people so to you be the glory and the praise as we enjoy the celebration of Epiphany today and move forward as your people of Epiphany, walking in the light who is Jesus, our Savior and Lord. To him be the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Friends, may the peace of God that passes our understanding keep our hearts, our minds, our attitudes, our hearts, all that we are as God's people in the light of our salvation walking in his ways to his praise and glory. In Jesus' name, yeah.